Welcome to The Bipod, a podcast about all things bisexual. I'm Evan, and my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Christina. My pronouns are she and her. We define bisexuality as experiencing attraction to people who share your gender identity and to those who don't. We welcome anyone who has any kind of relationship with or curiosity about queerness. The Bipod is an ad-free, community-supported podcast. You can support us for as little as $2 a month. To join the community or get more information about the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the bipod. This podcast is one piece of the long history of bisexual and queer discourse. We don't know everything. At all. We're here to be part of the conversation. Let's get into it. Christina. Hi, Evan. Hello. I have wonderful news for you. Oh? Um, SAG AFTRA is, as of this recording, uh, not on strike anymore. Um, the studios have acquiesced about AI, um, as they did with the writers. And um, that's great. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Labor wins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. Um. They have been at the table a couple of times, so I just want to say at at the at this very moment this afternoon, <laughs> um, that's what it looks like. If it's different by the time this recording gets to you all at home, then then it is. Yeah. But it seems like seems like we're good, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. Should we tell them who it was that wanted us to talk about them? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be all cryptic anymore um it was about the barbie movie yeah but it was about it coming to streaming what streaming service was it on again no i think it was coming to dvd because we had they oh. were gonna give us copies of the oh, DVD you're right. to give away yeah um or streaming or codes to download codes it to or stream it yeah. yeah can you imagine a dvd they give you a dvd i don't even I mean, have a dvd player i do Oh, yeah. You have to bring I it over to, bring to my to house, house whenever yeah. I want to watch a DVD. Yeah. Uh, um, one time at a poetry reading in, um, or poetry slam in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in February of 2020, um, I won a DVD copy of Dodgeball. <laughs> 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 and then I, like, went back to my hotel, and I was in a... Uh, in a elevator with a bunch of men I didn't know and I was like just holding the DVD and I was like does anyone want this I don't want it I don't have a DVD player and they were all like oh no I don't want it but it's a great movie like they all assured me it was a really good movie and I was like I've it's not that I don't have a DVD player but um friend of the podcast uh Ray wanted it so <laughs> gave it to her <laughs> That's my DVD story. That's what you were all here for. I understand. Um, great, but yeah, great, we were in, we were invited to promote the Barbie movie, um, which we we, can, uh, we had a take. We did have a take. We do have a take. Yeah. Um. Now that Barbie is gay. Barbie is gay. <laughs> we had a great time watching that movie, uh, and I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about Barbie someday. Yeah. In more detail. That could be They're not fun. offering to have us give anything away this time, though, which is a little disappointing. Yeah. That would have been our first uh, SpawnCon. I know. 
<laughs> I know. But uh, if you would like us to do spawn con for for you and you come know, spawn it, our con, it doesn't um, <laughs> violate our stances on labor. I said that sentence fra- that phrase weird, but yeah. If you want to um, eth- want us to do ethical spawn con, please, yeah, come spawn our con. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. Oh. Um, someone recently told me that they appreciate that we. And by we, I guess it's really me because I'm the one that does the editing. <laughs> Leave in some of the like ums and ahs that it's not all like cut out. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I hope they appreciate me stumbling over that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I like it too. I don't like it when podcasts sound like um, there's no filler words at all because it just sets unrealistic expectations for how humans speak and process their thoughts. Yeah. And that I was like, it's two parts. One is a practical thing. It takes a lot of time to yeah. like edit that minutely mm-hmm. which i have done uh, it's not a great use of time <laughs> and then the other part is a like stylistic choice or whatever yeah. so that it's like we want the podcast to feel like you are having a conversation with us or like we're all hanging out together and this is how we speak yeah if you hang out with me you you're gonna get ums you're gonna yeah. get likes i will tell you i do sometimes cut down the silences like between thoughts it's like if it's like a 10 second yeah. silence i might cut it down to like four so yeah. you don't have to sometimes wait it as takes long. a little bit longer for us to come <laughs> up with a thought than you might think uh, yeah and we don't want to set any unrealistic standards so if it takes you 10 seconds to think a thought me too <laughs> brave how do we get here anyways give me um, a look behind the curtain yeah here at the bipod <laughs> um i feel like people like that um but yeah exciting win for labor um and exciting for us to get to feel uh to comfortably um promote um shows and movies again so yeah excited to talk about just british things yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank god (laughs) yeah thank god for uh heartstopper um being in the uk and um i mean i could have bad yeah we could have just talked more about half bad did we record half bad before the strike started yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure we did. We did. I mean, I could, I definitely, we could definitely do a second episode. Yeah, definitely. Of all of the uh, topics we have covered, I feel like I get the most, like to this day, the most thoughts about Half Bad um, from listeners that I talk to. So, I, I mean, that's I kudos to you. That think- is your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I still think about it. Um, I was recently visiting a friend who I had watched most of it with um but she still hadn't seen the very end so i was like okay well we have to watch that and um i mean i was very pleased to have an excuse to watch it again and just be like yeah this show is just so good and mm-hmm. i resent netflix for yeah canceling it justice for half bad justice for half bad yeah well, um, speaking of things that our listeners tell us, um, <laughs> what a segue. Uh, we are uh, getting together um, some listener letters and questions for a mailbag episode. Um, so if you have any 
sometimes I feel like it's t- maybe too open, but like truly anything you want to say to us, we're curious about. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple. Do you have any hot moms me. to tell us about? Oh, <laughs> yes. If anyone hasn't listened to that episode, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Justice for hot moms. Yeah. Um, I went absolutely deranged um, <laughs> on Instagram. We did we did a um, like uh, ranking the Pixar moms uh, <laughs> story poll. People had opinions. It was a lot of fun. And that's the kind of uh, body judgment that I like. Animated characters with big butts. Anyways, um, if you have thoughts about hot moms, let us know. Um, or anything. If you have um, thoughts about half bad. Yeah. About other media that we've talked about. Other things we've talked about um if you have any thoughts or responses to our conversation with roxy and sarah from the last mm-hmm. episode we would love to bring you in and hear your thoughts on that um if you have any stories about coming out or queer community send us a letter send us <laughs> i say a letter like you can mail it to me send us an email you can you can <laughs> send us a digital letter a digital letter <laughs> Um, also if you have any questions for us, um, I'm happy to answer them. Yeah. Um, so also do that. Um, you can DM us on Instagram. You can send us an email. This is the bipod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we got only a couple weeks to do that. So please, um, send us your thoughts. Yeah. Um, we want to put that episode out this season, so. Um, in the episode description, we'll have our email and our phone number for leaving us a voicemail and Instagram and all those things. So you can. Yeah, you can be our second voicemail. The slot is still open. Yeah. So we'd love that. Great. Yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, some queer comfort content, um, some suggestions, some recommendations for content that we've been consuming recently that has brought us comfort mm-hmm. um and before we do that we just want to take a minute to talk about what's going on in palestine um this is an abolitionist podcast mm-hmm. um this is an anti-imperialist podcast yeah um we want a free palestine um and we want to be explicit about that and know that um our it's important to me that our listeners know that they are safe with us um and that our ethics are clear um yeah yeah we are both against all forms of state violence uh, in the united states and abroad and in this case, as in many cases, um, the United States is deeply linked yes. to the violence that is happening. Yeah. Um, so we just want to take a minute to let you all know that um, this is a hard time, no matter kind of what your relationship to the situation is like. Um, it's a lot. We're witnessing some really horrific violence. Um, and we were talking before the ep- we started recording. Um, I wish that just like our how to be a person episode, I wish that we had a, you know three step process to fix you know do what you can do. Um, there are things you can do. You can contact your representatives. You can show up at protests. Um, something that I have been seeing, 
um, that feels accessible to me as somebody who's in Los Angeles is supporting Palestinian-owned businesses that are local. Um, again, that doesn't fix what's going on, but um, there are probably folks in your community who um, are more closely connected to what's happening right now than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's anything that you can do to support them, I think that, that that's where we can be right now. Um, there's a really great sandwich shop that is Palestinian-owned called Ike's. Um, and they uh, have a bunch of vegetarian options, which is cool. Mm. Um, and it's a chain. So there's probably one of those near you. Um, and if there's not, you can just look up. There's a lot of guides online about Palestinian-owned um, restaurants, businesses, etc. cetera. Um, Phil's Coffee is also Palestinian-owned. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Um but there's one in my neighborhood, and there's probably one somewhere near you. Um, so I just wanted to share that. That has been something that whenever something big picture is going on, I try to think about what I can do locally. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it doesn't feel like there's much that I can do locally to affect a lot of change, but that's been something that has felt good. You can show up yeah. for people. You can show up for people and show up for each other and show up for difficult conversations um yeah and um i wanted to share there's um we'll we'll put a link to um to this in the description as well um if anybody's familiar with queering the map um it's a place where uh queer folks can post anonymous geotagged messages um and it's moderated pretty well from what i've experienced um but there's uh a great article that we'll put and then also the um coin the map itself a place where um as things have been happening especially as the violence escalated in the beginning um queer palestinians started using clearing the map um to post some really uh beautiful and really haunting messages um to lovers to family to the world um as they faced something really awful um and i keep going back to it um and i don't have any thing new to say about it <laughs> um but it just it's really stuck with me um and i wanted to share that because i think um it's important to to hear from the people who are on the ground experiencing what's going on so we'll put yeah. that in the description mhm Deep breath moment. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um. There's really no way to transition from that, so I'm not going Mm-mm. to try to. Um. But like I said today, we're talking about queer comfort content. Mm-hmm. QCC. Is that right? Yes. She knows the alphabet. Um. Yeah. Evan was. Is there one that you would like to start with? You have a. A wreck for the people? Yeah. Um, I recently devoured the Truly Devious series by Maureen Johnson. Um, it started out as a trilogy, and then she wrote two standalone books, and there will be at least two more standalone books. They are not out yet. 
I just want to let you know up front. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is important. Yeah. Um, The two standalone books are standalone. I think you benefit from um, reading them all, but you could, I guess, just read one of them um, or read them in a different order. Uh, And they, like, do wrap up the story. Um, however, the one that I just read, the fifth book, um, does have like an interpersonal cliffhanger, which Mm. I feel more mad about, like a mystery. That's fine. I can wait, but like interpersonal drama that's unresolved. Uh, it's really got me hooked. Um, let me actually tell you about these books. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they um the initial trilogy takes place at a place called Ellingham Academy which is a a, sen- a a fancy weird boarding school started by an eccentric billionaire as they do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where students can come and study whatever they want with the foremost experts in whatever is kind of the idea and when this eccentric billionaire was establishing the school in, I forget, like the f- the 40s or something, um, his wife and infant daughter were kidnapped and um, held for ransom. And that remains a mystery to the present day, like what happened. Uh, and Stevie Bell... Uh, high school junior is obsessed with true crime and unsolved mysteries and she goes to Ellingham Academy with the intention of solving this decades old delicious premise yes so this was recommended to me and um teenage girls solving crime has been very good to me like my (laughs) favorite some of my favorite pieces of content revolve around this premise so I was like okay I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they're really great. The, so there are um, on-page queer characters in the book who are like a meaningful part of the book. And I feel strongly that Stevie is a like dates a woman in college and everything makes more sense bisexual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She hasn't gotten there yet, but mm-hmm. I'm like, it's this. It's very like... <laughs> You just called out like a huge swath of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I feel strongly Mm -hmm. that, um, that Stevie is, uh, bisexual. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're just really fun. They are kind of, um, they like, I don't read thrillers or Mm -hmm. horror or anything like that um when i read things that have even a a slight element of those things i will like in the dark be like is something gonna kill me (laughs) um and this definitely like i guess the thing that i didn't mention but that you can maybe assume is as stevie starts to investigate then her classmates start dying um so there was an element where i was like oh my god is like truly devious gonna get me um <laughs> that's the uh there was a ransom note that was sent that was signed truly devious which is where the series names come from 
Um, that's not a spoiler. They like tell you that mm -hmm. from the outset. I just didn't tell you that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I like worried a little bit about Truly Devious. So there's like an edge of that, but it, for the most part, um, I think even if you're someone like me who doesn't do thriller stuff, you would probably be fine. Um, and if you're someone that likes true crime things, you'll probably be like, I don't even, there's nothing thrilling about this. Like this is <laughs> a walk in the park. Um, <laughs> but just to set the scene, the tone. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like a really great cast of characters as well. Like Stevie has some really excellent friends that just made me like, reflect on i don't know the power of friendship basically mm -hmm. and um and queer community mm. yeah that sounds great yeah yeah they are great i love that now i just gotta wait for the other two books uh, <laughs> it's like me when i finished ninth house and you were like <laughs> and the sequel comes out in a year i was like uh <laughs> another story uh -huh. about a teenager solving crime because she's right. like 19. It's an adult yeah. book, but she's yeah, 19. Yeah, but she's 19. Wow. Yeah. It's it's magic crime, but <laughs> <laughs> crime nonetheless. Yeah. That is a great subgenre. Yeah. Um, love that. Mm -hmm. What do you have for us? Is anyone solving any crimes? I know uh, they're not. No. <laughs> but I, dear listeners, read a novel. <laughs> Mm, fiction i'm about to recommend fiction to you <laughs> and a, a novel that evan has not yet read not yet um this is the first i think i am the one that told you about it though you are <laughs> but i read it i listened to it on audiobook which is reading um it's called girls like girls by Haley kyoko you may be familiar that's why you read fiction with this one. yes <laughs> I was like, Haley Kyoko wrote it. I'm in. <laughs> um, it's so great. We are going to talk about it in a future episode. Um, so if you want a book club with us, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I listened to the audiobook. I really liked it. Haley Kyoko reads it. Um, and there's a little bit of like uh, lightly produced um, like background music. Not a ton, mm. but enough to. I liked it. Um, it's about a girl named Coley who's a teenager. Who doesn't solve crime, but stay with me. Uh, <laughs> um, content warning for suicide. The, the, that content warning is also included in the book. Um, but before the story begins, um, something has happened with Coley's mom. And she has had to move from San Diego up to the, a tiny town in the Pacific Northwest with her father, who she has no relationship with, to live with him. Um, and she goes up there and doesn't know anybody. She's like city, California city girl in the forest, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, meets some kids from town. Um, she has awareness early on that she is queer, um, and is sort of, is not sure how to deal with it. Um, and it's just a really, it's a great story. It's YA at its best. There's really sweet friendships. There's really complicated friendships. There's um, family dynamics. There's dealing with young people, dealing with queerness in different ways and coming out. Um, 
and it's very sweet i was like i cried at the end (laughs) (laughs) um it was very touching i was like making dinner listening to my audiobook crying and my boyfriend was like are you okay And I was like, you don't understand. Um, so if you want to cry with me at the end, please do. Um, nostalgia for the early aughts. She has a flip phone whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. And I mean, Lesbian Jesus wrote us a book. What are you doing? Go read it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I was talking about this. Wow, but, Christina, yeah. coming for me on my own podcast. <laughs> well, you will read it. I will read it. You will. I don't have to convince you. But it's I was busy home. reading crime solving. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have told you that there was a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Haley yeah. Kiyoko solves crime. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Imagine her as like That'd a, a, a great totally web series, <laughs> a totally spies style. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Somebody write that fan fiction, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, girls like girls. Highly recommend. Uh, what else have you got for us? I think we have mentioned Kayflay on the podcast before. I'm sure we have. Yeah. I feel like we must have. Yeah. Um, Kayflay has a new album out called Mono, mm-hmm. um, as in the counterpart to Stereo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, because at first I like wasn't thinking about it, and I was like, that's it interesting album choice because i was thinking of like mono oh like, like the mono, illness yeah like mm-hmm. yeah and then i was like oh wait no contextually this makes sense yeah. so um as you will hear in the first track on the album k flay woke up one day um unable to hear in her right ear and um like wasn't sure if she was going to be able to make music again or what that was going to look like for her. Um, and she did, she made this album. Um, but she's deaf in one ear and, uh, there was no, nothing she could have done to prevent it and no discernible cause. Um, Mm -hmm. and so this album is like really influenced by that experience. Um, it's just like really fucking good. That's so good. Um, they're also on. I think it's the first track and the last track. If you were listening with headphones, there's a buzzing sound at the end that's only on one side. Oh, yeah. If you're just listening to it out of your computer, you know you can't tell. But with the headphones, it just buzzes. Yeah, on the right side. Mm. Um, which is cool. Mm. Um. I specifically wanted to call out um, two songs. One is Raw Raw, which is one of the singles off the album, mm-hmm. um, which is, I don't even know how to describe it other than it is quite raw. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> raw Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's about like, the experience of being attracted to someone and it making you like uh, feral. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Which vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Squishy. Yes. Um, and then spaghetti, Mm, uh, which was co-written with the band kid sister, um, who I will give them an honorable mention. They were originally on my list. And then I was like, I need to cut my list down a little bit. Um, but I'm just going to mention them here. No need. Um, but I, there's a, I wanted to call out 
my favorite part of the song is some lyrics that go life's life gives me lemons and I eat them on the spot life gives me confetti and I smoke it like it's pot mm-hmm. and then she goes on to be like oh are you feeling it man I think I'm <laughs> feeling it um and I just chef's, chef's kiss. kiss it's great uh K-Flay is so good um I've loved K-Flay for so many years um and I just feel like every album is so different and unique yeah like it's so cool to see her her sound develop and change as she does over the past like i don't know decade of her career um she's also a queer icon mm-hmm. um and i feel like i just i have to say it i have been in the bathroom with her <laughs> twice <laughs> The first time it was at the Grammy Museum at her show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very small Q&A thing. And so she just went to the restroom like the rest of us. And I was like, so cool. I was like, oh, hi. And then I didn't I just like she was just a regular person. Like it just hurt me, you know. <laughs> um, and then at the Mr. Wives Bishop Briggs show that you and I went to recently. Yeah. I also saw her in the bathroom with her girlfriend who is in the band Kid Sister. Yes. And um, I didn't say anything because once again, I was like, I'm so cool. But it happened a third time. I will need to say something. Also, both of these times I have been with you, but not there in I the know. bathroom. You like just, I've, I've just <laughs> barely come out it. and tell you. <laughs> yeah. So this tells you every time I have to pee, you also should pee. Um, <laughs> lest you miss. Um, but yeah, I do feel like if it happens a third time, I'm going to have to be like, listen, I'm, I don't want to be weird. I know this is weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say this is the third time I've seen you in a bathroom and, um, I love this tradition that we have. <laughs> love your music. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm really hoping it happens a third time. Oh, me too. I mean, based on it's happened twice. So we continue to go listen. to shows in LA. So yeah, as does she. <laughs> yeah. And so therefore it will happen. I feel confident, <laughs> but that feels important to tell the listeners. <laughs> tell the people about yeah. mm-hmm. your tradition. Yeah. Yes. My custom. Mm-hmm. It's like our little thing. <laughs> Me and Kayfly, you know. It's nice to have a little thing. <laughs> okay. What would you like to share with the people? I have a TV show. I'm all over the place today. A novel and a TV show. Yeah, you're really Who am expanding I? your I expand. consumption. <laughs> now, it is a TV show that I have watched before that I am rewatching. I mean, the key to a comfort watch. Exactly. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing? What's going on? Sit down right now. Go we're going to have an episode about it. So we are. You'll know what we're talking about if you at least watch the first season. Yeah. I was sick a couple weeks ago and I was like, I just need a show that brings me comfort. And I was like, I know. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I haven't watched since I was in grad school. So I started it from the beginning and my partner was like, this is the weirdest show <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm still watching it. It's brilliant. Um. It is, uh, it's very strange. Um, it is not like most other shows, I would say. Um, the music is, what are you saying? Oh, I have a fun fact for you that you might not know about. Oh, it was it? originally intended for HBO. Oh, you know, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, it's just <laughs> it, uh, I'm now I'm like imagining like there'd be so many more boobs probably. Yeah. If <laughs> well, like if you think about the like um I gave you a UTI. Yeah. Stuff, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the show, this is gonna be yeah. really confusing. I don't think the sexy getting right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a musical, which don't let that stop you from watching it. I mean, that yeah. should encourage you to watch it. Should, it should, but some people don't like musicals, so just grow up. Mm, please. Those people are wrong. Yeah. Stop being incorrect and go watch this musical. <laughs> I'm coming for everyone today. I'm like, why haven't you read this book? Why haven't you watched this show? <laughs> Sorry. I'll tone it down. Um, but yeah, it's a great show. Um, lots of like, intri- it's very fun. Like, it's a fun watch. Um, and also gets into a lot of like gender stuff and mm-hmm. mental health stuff in ways like it explores themes that a lot of other shows don't in addition to being hilarious it's very smart it's very smart rachel bloom does it like no other yes um and we've got a uh, a bisexual man mm-hmm. which is exciting um at least one and um we'll talk about it in more detail in the future but if you haven't watched crazy girlfriend go get on that yeah yeah do it do it I have another album for you. This is one that, I mean, I would imagine you have probably heard about, but maybe aren't appreciating like you should be. Um, (laughs) We are just like, you have not been doing enough. (laughs) What are you doing? Work harder at consuming comfort content. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo's second album is a great album. I particularly, though, want to call it the song Lacey, which is a song oh, where Olivia, yeah. uh, the speaker, will say the speaker um, is obsessing speaker. about another girl. And some people might choose to interpret that as like female jealousy. And what I have to say is. Queer people. <laughs> Bisexuality. I see, I see that and raise you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when you're just like s- heterosexually yeah, obsessed like, with another girl? <laughs> I've I've never been obsessed in in that when you like are describing everything about a person. That's mm-hmm. not like you don't feel that way about people you're not attracted to yeah. when you're like a person that's attracted to people. Like yeah. what, mm-hmm. to be like, mm-hmm. wow, your skin and your hair and everything about you, like yeah. that's like what yeah it's just kiss it's fine yeah. just kiss um so i mean we were in the car together listening to the album and it was like wow this is so gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, absolutely um and then i also the song love is embarrassing mm-hmm. i mean just the title tells like yeah very good <laughs> like i just like deeply relate mm-hmm. to that sentiment yeah um and that also feels queer to me like i feel like straight people don't know that they should be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> They just don't. <laughs> wow. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> Those straight people don't understand. That they should be embarrassed of themselves right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. What have you got to share with the people? Um, I have a podcast recommendation. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm all over. Don't worry. After this, it's just music, which is usually what I'm listening to. Um, called Little Queer Podcast. Um, the hosts are Capri and Ashley. They're both um queer content creators who, um, I first found on Instagram because I watch Instagram Reels like two weeks after they were popular on TikTok. Like an adult. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow! Again, <laughs> coming for me on my own podcast. Uh, um, but it's just it's great content. Um, I feel kindred with them. I feel that if you like our podcast, you would also likely enjoy their podcast. Um, not always the same vibe, but similar. Um, dynamic. It's like two besties. Um, talking about gay stuff, which I mean, need I say more? Um, but it's just really uplifting and, um, they, I appreciate hearing them talk about queer issues and queer experiences. Um, it's for the most part, pretty lighthearted. Um, and it gives me the feeling of hanging out with friends, which, um, Mm. which I love. I can't do that with this podcast because it's my voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a You'd be disassociating if you were right. like, wow, I well, love listen to these out. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, say a little queer podcast. Um, very sweet podcast. Highly recommend. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. My final recommendation for today is a show that I don't think I have mentioned on the podcast. It's a show called Single Drunk Female. I don't think you have. Um, there are two seasons. It unfortunately was canceled, like everything that I love. <laughs> um, <laughs> I but don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what see, like you don't have to go through this because yeah. you just like hardly like watch anything, so you just are, I just like, read nonfiction. <laughs> <books>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, me out here struggling. Yeah getting invested in things that are cruelly ripped away from me (laughs) um (laughs) so but uh the two seasons are great um this is another show where the rotten tomatoes rating is like 98 percent or something um yeah or maybe that was for the second season anyway it's well regarded um in case my opinion wasn't enough for you um which it should be (laughs) if you're at home and you're like what does rotten tomatoes think yeah defer to evan please come on yeah um so the premise is that the main character sam is um in her early 20s she uh is living in new york working at ostensibly buzzfeed it's called like or something. <laughs> I didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she shows up to work drunk. A thing that it becomes uh, apparent quickly that she does often. And um, as she is being fired by her boss, she like freaks out and throws a phone at him which is funny as it's happening but also 
is assault. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he calls security. She gets arrested. And um, that's a kind of the beginning of a wake up call for her. And basically things continue to escalate or downslide um, until uh, she ends up having to move back in with her mother in Boston and they have a really fraught relationship. Her father died a couple years ago. She like most of her relationships from home, she has like burnt those bridges and um, she ends up in court mandated uh, AA um, and it's about her trying to get sober at first like very reluctantly mm-hmm. um, and it is like so funny and also so real like um as someone who has people in their life who use alcohol excessively um or have at points in the past and i mean as someone who had a very fraught relationship with alcohol in their early 20s um while i wouldn't like my story certainly diverges from sam's but there were definitely like things in the way like her relationship to alcohol that like I could see in the way that I had used alcohol in the past and also just seeing like I don't there was just something kind of like comforting about like um her trying to like work through her issues and also to like build a life for herself in a different way when like she didn't have it like she didn't have any coping skills she had alcohol and like okay Mm -hmm. well what does it mean to like as an adult learn to behave like an adult and like take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and the show just like does a really good job of like uh it doesn't punch down Mm -hmm. so like there's lots of jokes about like sobriety but it's not like at the expense of yeah sober people like that's an important distinction yes yeah like there's one point this is in the second season but where she says something about like she lies to someone and she's feeling guilty about it afterwards and she's like i lied because i'm an alcoholic we're liars we're all liars and her friend is like you know like alcoholics don't own lying like other people can also (laughs) lie (laughs) and um Yeah, it was just, I think this is also probably the only time I have ever, like, really seen a 12-step program portrayed on television. And you both, like, see that being really impactful for Sam and also her coming into it very resistant every single step of the way. Mm I don't know. It's just, like, a really good show of her, like, making mistakes and figuring things out. Um, it has a really good cast um, and sh- Sam is canonically bisexual, which is part of 
how this ended up on this list, but I just, um, I watched the second season recently and just was like, I'm so sad that there's not more of this because like, it's just real good. I think I've talked more about this than any of the other things we've talked about (laughs) because I'm just like, it's just really good. Mm, Yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, recommend, recommend. So yeah, that's what I, those were my, my, um, my comfort content. That's my comfort content. I know you've got some music to share. I do. Um, I have a couple albums I would like to recommend. Uh, the first one is um, Maddie Zom's new album, Now That I've Been Honest. Um, Maddie Zom, it's Z-A-H-M, if you're looking it up right now as I speak. Um, she, she has a song called uh, Fat Funny Friend that I, I don't go on TikTok, but I hear that it was... Um, viral on tiktok for a bit i think that's kind of how people got to know her um and her she has uh some other music out it's all really great but her newest album called now that i've been honest um talks about uh coming to terms with queerness um in the context of growing up in a very religious community um pretty explicitly and pretty vulnerably uh, which i really appreciate um, so there are some emotional moments on the album. Um, there's also some really fun songs. Like one of my favorite songs from the album is called Eight Ball Girl, where she's like, do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe. Um, and it's just like a fun sing in the car song. Um, and I really love it. I think um, I've read some interviews with her where she talks about how like the the path for her to like being able to put out music about being queer is a path toward vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um which I really appreciate. And I think that that kind of connection shows up in the album. And even if you are like not queer, if you're an ally listener, um, there's still something there for you. Um, and it's very sweet and I really like it. Highly recommend. She's also on tour right now. If you're a concert goer, um, we love to support new artists. And then uh, Chapel Roan's new album, Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess. So much fun. So much fun. Um, the same guy that produces for Olivia produced that album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, super fun. Um, I listen to it a lot when I'm like at the gym or dancing around my house. Um, there's a song called Hot to Go that has like a little cheerleader dance to it. <laughs> um, it's just fun and queer and playful. And um, we have a Long Beach mention on it, uh-huh. um, which, you know, is very important to me in music. But um yeah both those albums um love them for different reasons but both um newer queer artists um we love to see it yeah those those were our queer comfort content recommendations if you have any that you want to share you can send those to us and maybe we'll feature them in our yeah listener episode um i hope that you are taking care of yourself yes I hope you're taking care of yourself and that you are doing what you can to take care of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good goodbye. <laughs>
thanks for listening to this episode. The Bipod is made possible by our patrons, including Bipod Babe level supporters like Christy Rodriguez Rivas and Shauna Austin. You can find us on Instagram at The Bipod and on our website, thebipod.com. This show is produced and edited by me. And our theme song is Coming Home by Snowflake.